This is the Man in a Room podcast. That's right. Brought these drums back. Yeah, I like them. I always did like them. In fact, there are times when I missed them. Those times are over. They are back. Yes. Hello and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How is it going? Things are going good, I'm hoping, at least, you know. Um, lots of stuff going on in the world. going to ignore all of that and just talk about a bunch of crap. That's okay. Um, so I had a weird memory pop up into my brain the other day and I kind of want to share it with you. You know, it's been a, a podcast and all. Um, so when I was a kid, I remember like watching TV and all that kind of stuff because back then in the early 90s, there wasn't really a lot to do. We didn't have tablets and computers and all that kind of thing. All we had was the television. So my form of entertainment was TV. And the problem with being a child is that not really knowing the time of day is not really a problem per se. It's like not knowing when things were actually supposed to be on TV. Like after school, there would be kids' TV shows. That that was when, when that would be. And there used to be like a little bit in the sort of lunchtime as well on Channel 4, I believe. And they used to, I think they used to do like first thing in the morning as well on Saturdays uh, and Sundays. Uh, other than that, there was literally nothing else there for kids. And you know, as I say, like, as a child, you don't know the time of day. So I used to wake up and I used to be a wake up and get up and like, I used to wake up first thing, right, get up, see what's going on. No one's about. I'll plop the TV on, see what's on there. I remember watching all kinds of stuff such as sort of like uh, Euro sports. Like there's this thing on Channel 4 like early in the morning. Like I used to have sports on there, basically thinking, well, I'll just wait for this to finish and then all the good stuff will happen. And I also remember... Uh, watching the news as a child. I don't remember actually anything specific about the news per se, but I remember uh, occasionally catching it and there being this nice lady on there, the nice lady on TV, because she used to be nice, and I'd be like, oh, it's the nice lady on TV, so I used to watch the nice lady on TV. I weren't paying attention to what she was talking about, but she was the nice lady on TV. And... It, I didn't know for years who it was because, you know, I was just like, in my head, it's the nice lady on the TV. Um, it turns out all these years later that that person was Moira Stewart, a famous, legendary BBC newscaster. And, um, yeah, I just remember watching her and sort of like, oh, is this, is she, she can look after me until the TV shows are on, like the, the kids' shows are on. And um, yeah, it's really weird because I saw a picture of her and it just brought it all back to me. And I was thinking, what a nice lady she was. And she still is. She's not was. She still is a, a very nice person. And it's just weird how that sort of just came flooding back to me, this whole my my love of Moira Stewart. Um, completely platonic, by the way. You know, I, I respect her as a newscaster and as somebody who is just, I don't know, she just seems like a nice gal. So, yeah. Um, it's kind of weird, though, sort of regressing back to such a time because I recently helped my sister move house. Uh, she recently moved house. In fact, all of us, 
I'm moving house. I mean, I, I moved house uh, back in December. Uh, she's moved house now, and my brother will be moving house soon as well. So it's literally how my brother, my sister, and I are all moving house at the same time. And it's weird because no matter how old we've gotten, we always seem to just regress to being children, uh, like children. So you have to bear in mind, I'm 38 years old. My sister is 39. So, you know, we are the age of like proper adults. And there's just something about just, you know, cause obviously she's got kids now as well. So obviously you have to act in a certain way in front of these children just to make sure that, they, you know, you have to be the responsible adult and all that kind of stuff. And so what actually ended up happening was, you know, when she was away from the kids, I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to try and get her to swear because my sister is not a swearer. She never swears. She's not a swearer. Um, For the last, like say, her her eldest son is 11 years old. And that means that since the age, well, since 11 years, she's never really sworn on a regular basis. It's not something that she does. So it's always trying to find, you know, just, just like, a, you know, just bants as it were nothing bad just like swearing just trying to get her to swear and all that kind of stuff it's always quite funny and uh just to sort of see her reaction because she always finds it quite funny i won't say what i said um exactly um but it's it's always funny because what (laughs) there was this bit where so my mum was uh sort of looking after the kids whilst we were like moving stuff into the car and all that kind of thing and I ran ahead of my dad, and it's just me and my sister. And I shouted a swear word up the stairs at her in the hope that she'd you know, shout something back. And then she cottoned on very, very quickly what what the ruse was. The ruse was that she was going to shout something back, but dad would hear. And uh, again, my mum and my dad aren't exactly people that swear. They're not sweary people. Um, I occasionally drop an F-bomb in there occasionally, purely for comedy and it usually works um but i say i save it up and all that kind of stuff and um yeah i do i do enjoy a swear i have actually started swearing on this show you may have noticed that like a good few episodes ago i said fuck um so you know it's i i think contextually it's fine um but the other thing was so like you know as a as kids me my brother and i me, that's me, me, me twice there. My brother, my sister, and I would watch the TV show Bottom, which is a British institution with Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson. Uh, for the uninitiated, it's basically these two blokes knocking the shit out of each other in a very over the top, violent way. Uh, there's literally like uh, frying pans involved, just like proper over the top, like bleeding, and literally the next second being completely fine. One episode specifically uh, is in my head where I think one of them... No, so uh, Richie chops the top of his finger off and then just staples it back on again and then it's perfectly fine again, the next scene. That kind of stupidness, which is great. And um, so for some reason, my sister has two sets of oven gloves. God knows why. Like, I have no idea. Like, she's got two gloves and one of those lot of those mitts with the... The thing in the middle, like the the bit of fabric that go, I don't understand that. It's like a, it's like a weird, it's like it's, I don't know. It, how do you, you know what an oven mitt looks like? You know, it's those the bit, there's like two, like pockets you put your hands in, and then you got like the bit of fabric that goes in between it. I don't see the point of that. 
I guess you don't lose the other one, I suppose. I don't know. But anyway, um, I grabbed these oven gloves, the actual gloves, and I put them on. And I start pretending to be like in a boxer, like to be in a boxer at her. And my sister literally grabbed the other other like mitts and she started like doing all that kind of stuff. And then we noticed that her daughter was watching us and it's all like just over the top, sort of like, yeah, come on then, you know, like just pretend to be a boxer and all that kind of stuff. And then what happened was, um, I managed to, I walked backwards away out of sight of my, my niece. And at that point, my sister decided to give me a proper dead arm. <laughs> she's like, proper wail. She's like, douche. I was like, oh my God, my arm. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like, that is it. So then I had to try and get her away from, from a niece. <laughs> so I give her a dead arm. It was so funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny how, like, getting, you know, just any sort of, like brothers and sisters together after all these years, you can almost guarantee they're going to revert back to being like 10 year olds. It's almost guaranteed, you know? And, um, yeah, like my, my, my brother is 43 and he's, it's the same. Like, uh, yeah, we proper, proper go for it, you know? Um, but it's, it's more dangerous as, as grown men because obviously we're a lot, a lot stronger. Um, but yeah. It's just uh, silliness, really. Because the thing is, though, is that kids uh, these days, they do tend to try and grow up a bit more than they should be. Like, they try and be, they try and act mature. I mean, you could argue that um, kids all over the, t- all over the, all over history have tried to be older than they are. And so being infantile is something that is actually pretty good. Um, at least I think so. Um, so, yeah. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Um, anyway, I've been waffling on here. Going to take a quick break and be back after this. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. Dragons. Here be dragons. Dragons are a thing that are synonymous with England, of course, as we all know. Uh, St. George his name is i don't know the story that he got rid of all the dragons in england and that's the reason why there are no dragons in england anymore because he was the one who killed the last of them now there's a slight problem with that story um dragons don't exist and saying that he was the one that got rid of all the dragons basically in my head means that you know it's like oh you know this it's like the episode of The Simpsons with the the anti-bear rock, the Lisa Simpson sells home of the rock, or a rock, not the rock, not the D- Dwayne the Rock Johnson, a rock that says that this rock here is the reason why there's no bears. And, um, you know, it's a bit like that. Like, well, you know, the, technically they're not here, so technically it's right, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's a weird thing, dragons, because obviously they're made up. There's no uh, ever creature that has been able to blow fire out of his mouth and fly and be the size of a bus um you know that's not really something that's ever happened and it's kind of weird though because i was once talking to somebody about dragons um there was some sort of book about dragons and i was like oh yeah i love dragons i do love dragons i like the idea of dragons the old you know the whole mythology of a dragon and all that kind of stuff i love all that kind of thing and uh, i was talking to this person about this book and they're like no Dragons wouldn't do that. That kind of dragon would only blow blue flames and would have this kind of wing. And I was like, what? Dragon lore. There's actually a whole thing about dragon lore. There's there's an actual whole mythology that I didn't know existed. You know? 
Um, and I was like, okay, so that's a thing, is it? He's like, yeah, yeah. And then you know, since stuff like Game of Thrones and all that kind of thing, it's like, oh, you know, Game of Thrones, it's all, there's all dragons and stuff for that, the dragon woman, I don't know. I actually don't know. I mean, I've, I've watched some of Game of Thrones and then I got bored. Um, it wasn't really my type of thing. Um, but it was just, you know, it's it, the whole resurgence of dragons and people's enthusiasm about dragons. And I was watching thinking, this is not what I want. This, this is not what I signed up for. I want dragon shenanigans, you know. I want dragons, you know, acting, you know, mythical and all that kind of stuff. Because I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch this show called Through the Dragon's Eye, which was amazing, right? And basically, it's one of those educational programs that they used to show uh, for kids um, where there'd be like books and worksheets and morals and like just different things on how to do bits and pieces. It's like edutainment as you were, as it were. I don't know. But I remember it was, um, what was the, what was the dragon called? The dragon, I want to, I want to say Gawain, Gawain the dragon. And there's this base, it's very obviously a man in a suit because it's an upright walking dinosaur, dinosaur, uh, dragon. It would walk around, had the mouth that would sort of flap open with the words. And, um, so basically it's like, you know, it, it basically th- th- these kids were painting a mural and they did a dragon and then the dragon sort of looked at, at them in a certain way because the, what they just painted, uh, was actually a thing going on, um, with the whole, th- th- this entire world that they had just painted was actually in peril. Um, there was Boris, Doris and Morris and, um, it was good. I liked it. North or south, east or west, the quest to save the land of Palomar goes far. Look bravely through the dragon's eye. I don't know the next bit, but, um, yeah, the land of Palomar. Turns out the land of Palomar. I forgot what that was called until I started singing that. What about that? Um, yeah. And so, you know, from a very young age, I've, I've loved dragons and, you know, but at the same time thinking, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I like the sort of goofy dragon. I mean, uh, uh, in fact, there was this uh, cartoonist I really love uh, called The Reluctant Dragon, which was great. I really enjoyed that. It's like this sort of this goofy, a little bit camp dragon sort of uh, hanging out with this knight. Um, I, I, we had it on tape and I remember the beginning was missing, so I actually don't know the entire story of it all, but the reluctant dragon was, you know, he didn't want to breathe fire on people. He just like breathed smoke and all that kind of stuff. And I believe it was Disney. And it was what actually happened was I didn't realize it was called the reluctant dragon for years, uh, and I thought it was Pete's dragon. So when I um, found out they were, they remade Pete's dragon a few years ago, I was like, ah, oh, sweet, they've remade it. I can't wait. Um, so I sat down there with my dad, my mum got the disney plus all fired up I was like right here we go pete's dragon here we go what is this what is this this is not what i was expecting this is boring this is boring af and i was like oh, this is not what i remember this is a bit too serious and a bit too like eh, not really my kind. why is it why is he invisible why is the dragon invisible like i don't understand that so we turned it off and we're like well Let's watch the original because I literally love watching the original. And, you know, here we go. Popped it on. I was like, 
to bear in mind, like I, I want to just say this uh, as again, I'd never watched the beginning of The Reluctant Dragon, so I didn't know how it started. So uh, we we popped on the original version of it. This is Pete's Dragon, by the way. I was like, okay, don't remember this. This is weird. Okay, the Invisible Dragon, there he is. I guess that's the live action. It saves them animating the dragon, you know, sat there. And I realized this is not the same thing. This is also boring AF. Like, for a thing promising dragons, it's actually quite dull. And it actually got to the point where we just turned it off as well. You know, we just turned it off as well and started watching repeats of Rising Damp. Because that was the way it ended up. Because it's like, you know, um, why waste an evening's entertainment? You know, dragons and all that kind of stuff. When I, when I expect to see a dragon, I want to see... Okay, this is, so this is my dragon law. Dragons in my head do the following. They fly around with tiny wings, right? That's something that dragons do, right? They can be green. No, just green. I, I, red dragons, eh. I'm all right. Sorry, whales. Um, Blue dragons, eh. Again, so gr- green dragons, they have to breathe fire... Um, and uh, they have to be a little bit comedic and sort of... Basically, they have to be the reluctant dragon, more or less. And um, you know, they sort of like cook things with their breath and all that. And I, do you know, it never really sort of occurred to me. How would a dragon actually work? You know, they're breathing fire. Their teeth aren't burning, which is one thing, you know. I guess there is a whole spell of like... Oh, the whole old oh, dragon's tooth. Uh, new uh, eye of new finger of toad you know all that stuff and then like how, uh, how the combustion in its stomach is it like really bad heart when i've had heartburn that's very unpleasant i can imagine heartburn of like the on the scale of a dragon Whew. the thing is though and i suppose you could argue this dinosaurs are like dragons to an extent as in the shape you know, I'm not saying like if you mixed a, a pterodactyl with a, um, with a, I would say a stegosaurus. I guess a stegosaurus, um, or a, a Demetrodon, and a and a T-Rex, and we we don't actually know if these if those creatures were breathing fire. We have no idea. There's no photographic evidence and all that kind of stuff because people often say like. You know, maybe that is what it is. Because there was a, this, not to get too sort of into the whole religious stuff, but I remember when they said they found the remains of Noah's Ark. It's like, you fucking didn't. You did not. You didn't. Right? Um, so there may, there may be that, I don't know, uh, going off on a slight tangent, I remember trying to find King Arthur's round table without realising that King Arthur is actually fake. He's fake news, people. Just didn't know that. It's afternoon wasted there again. So basically what I'm trying to say is there need to be more dragon stuff on TV. I want I want goofy dragon stuff, yeah? I want a dragon that's goofy and just doing stupid, goofy dragon stuff. The only dragon... Okay, the last purely good dragon that I really, really enjoyed was the dragon from Shrek. I don't want to get into the whole donkey falling in love with the dragon and they're having... Half dragon donkey hybrids. That's kind of weird. But I'll take it because they were cute. You know? Anyway, I'm waffling on about absolute nonsense now. Um, I'll catch you again next week. Hope you enjoy the show. And uh, until then, goodbye, everybody. 
If you enjoy the show and want more content, such as bonus episodes and live streams, head over to patreon.com slash maninearoom and sign up for as little as a pound a month. You don't have to, but I'd appreciate it.